Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Up on top, I'm my own. A human girl, so far from home. The flowers are big, the bees are weird. It's dangerous, just like I feared on the surface world. Dad, you must not be from around here. Are you from one of those old cities? You a borough girl? You've heard of us. My name's Kipo, and, and I really need your help right now. First lesson of the surface, up here, it could be very dangerous if people know you're from a borough. I'll help you get home. But once you're back, I'm out. No, thank you. No hugging. I knew you were a good person. It's amazing. In just a day, I've seen enough wonders to fill a lifetime. You can run, Pig, but I will find you, and I will pet you. There's a borrow girl on the loose! She can lead me to more humans. Enough to rule Las Vistas. Scarlet Mane is after us? This is bad. Real bad. I'm not afraid of Scarlet Mane. That was amazing. She's a legend. Me and my friends are a pack. We'll find my people before he does. I have to do this. Welcome, everybody, to the Animation Station Podcast, episode 195. My name is Josh, and today I am joined by a very special guest. We are here at DreamWorks, uh, and I am joined by the creator of the new Netflix animated series, Kipo and the Age of the Wonder... Age of the... See? Age of Wonder Beasts. You throw me with the extra the. Like, there's no the there. There is So, Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. uh, Rad Seacrest. How's it going, Rad? You know, I see it get typed that way, even by the actors on the show. I I was was thinking about it. I was like, I even... I've wrote it down, like, five times correctly, (laughs) and then it's just like... Let's add an extra the just yeah. for, you know. You know how you have no idea how long it took us to come up with that title. It was for a little bit we're like maybe the age of creatures that are wonderful. <laughs> creatures that are wonderful doesn't have that, you know, that nice ring to it. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Or I think creatures and... of wonder. I think that Ooh, was a that was a wonder. or beasts of wonder. I think there was there was a similar version there for a sec. Uh, and and so Rad, um, so thanks for thanks for coming on and yeah, allowing me to me. be here. It's it's nice. I like your office. Thank you, thank you. Your your blackboard have, uh, that is just black and doesn't have anything <laughs> on it. I love it. I got some candy here. Maybe <laughs> need some. Um, and so like uh, yeah, just a little bit of background. Uh, you've worked on the Lego Ninjago movie, How to Train Your Dragon Two, Megamind. Yes. Um, uh, how do, so? I mean, let's just kind of go a little bit about you like so how did you get into like into art yeah and storytelling well when i was a kid my mom met this old animator guy named sam singer and i used to go sketch with him at the farmer's market mm-hmm. in la and, and i think he animated on like snow white and stuff and uh so i i drew with him and then the, uh, around the year i was graduating high school he knew a bunch of animators and everyone just got fired from disney for 2D animation because they were making the shift to CG. Yeah. And in my mind, growing up, I wanted to be a 2D animator. And all those animators were like, it's done. 
It's dead. Animation's gone. Well, don't they only have yeah. like what, like two people that still do two D animation <sighs> over at Disney? Something like I don't know. Really sad. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, they got a handful of them. Yeah. But they, they they all were like, "Don't go to art school. It's it's gone." You know. So I ended up going to engineering school, and while I was in engineering school, I was like, "Well, there's comic strips in the newspaper. Maybe I could do that." So I I did uh, comic strips for my school newspaper, and my senior year, I got published with image comics in a book called flight and through that i met a bunch of uh storyboard artists and character designers and i and and one of them invited me down to visit a studio and uh i was shocked i was like wait there's still people drawing for for jobs because <laughs> i didn't know about all the other jobs i just mm-hmm. knew about 2d animation uh so almost the day i graduated i moved down to la and tried to break in um and again, I was doing comics, so that that really helped. And I ended up uh, doing a little bit of character design, and then I got a job at at DreamWorks in 2006. And I've just kind of been here ever since. You like never looked back. It's like <laughs> yeah. 2006 onward. Yeah, yeah. I, I left for a brief stint to do head of story on a movie called Wish Dragon coming out from Sony. Um, but as soon as Kipo got greenlit, I came right back. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so were there any like? Any animated like, like what was your thing growing up? Like, did you like was there like an, yeah like was it like a there was a movie I mean, I a love... series a comics or you know it's interesting I always look back at this Freddie Moore drawing of Donald Duck and it just seems to be the core of my artwork like I just love that classic kind of anime anytime I was taking classes or learning about art um, and Pogo is another great kind of tentpole for me just kind of that classic animation drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of my foundation. So a lot of my early work like looked like that. Um, and then I was in college, and my buddy goes, hey, they're showing this Japanese film. Do you want to come watch it? And I had no clue what it was. And I followed him into the movie theater, and it was Spirited Away. And that was my kind of intro into anime. And I, my mind was blown. I was like, <laughs> "What? what is this? What is happening? Like, I I can't believe this kind of thing because exi- I, I hadn't seen. Like it's also still two D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... uh, and that that kind of shifted me into a mixture of kind of the classic animation and looking at a lot of anime. So from then on out, I was kind of split between the two. And you'll notice my style is kind of a mixture of those two things, yeah. those two influences. I did notice that uh, Kipo does have that like anime hero hair. Yeah, yeah definitely. On. Like when I saw it, I was like, I, I, I understand. You're yeah. definitely the main character and yeah. the hero right now. <laughs> um, Get so, those hero spikes. Exactly, yep. Um, so we're going to we'll talk a little bit about Kipo. We're going to keep it spoiler-free. Yes. Um, I was able to watch the series. Well done. Thank sir. you. I Thank you. Very loved it. Um, so let's kind of go about Kipo. So what kind of brought the, I like what made you have the idea for Kipo? Like what made you want to tell this story? Yeah. So I think I was watching Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, um, Attack on Titan. There was a couple different things that felt big and epic and mm-hmm. like specifically Walking Dead and Attack on Titan felt a little like a post-apocalypse type thing. And I was playing around with like a lot of projects so like i was doing like a kind of indie skateboard thing i was doing i i have a a couple projects in development and i was looking at them and i I, it's funny because i asked my wife i'm like which one should i do and she immediately was like the the kipo one and i was like okay i'll focus on that one then she's like that that one's the best one i was like okay okay (laughs) um 
but yeah, it was it was like because I was just inspired by Walking Dead and that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make something post-apocalypse, but something scaled up like Game of Thrones with like these kind of worlds, world building idea. Um, and I started sketching stuff at the time. I was working on um, How to Train Your Dragon too. And I was doing a lot of epic artwork for that with the huge dragons. So I was kind of in that wheelhouse already. Of giant creatures of giant and creatures everything. And yeah. things. So, like, um, the first image I drew was uh, Kipo scaling up the back of the giant Omega Bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I, I tend to kind of build out the world first with images. Um, and then once I've built out the world, I'll start fleshing out characters. And each character. I'll think of either an actor or somebody I know that is a tentpole so that when I'm writing the character, they're not just like a blank canvas. They have a little bit of character to them. Yeah, I know what their voice is. I know how they're going to talk. So, like, you know, one character was basically my buddy, um, Dave, who I shared an office with. Another character was the – I I mentioned the skateboard thing. Like, I, I actually had started a skate company, and I had sponsored some skaters. And um one of my buddies, uh, Isaiah Igbenoweka, uh, he he's one of the kids I was sponsoring, and and he's basically Benson, <laughs> or or somewhat inspired personality wise. I mean, there's a lot. Obviously, it takes on a life of its own, but when I was writing the dialogue, I had kind of him in my mind, mm-hmm. and then for Kipo, I kind of had Jess from New Girl in my mind. Okay. And again, it evolves and it takes on a life of its own, but I always kind of have a starting point. Now that you say that, I can I can you could there there are some instances where you're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. That's I didn't think about that." And then when you said that, I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that makes a I, lot of sense." I learned that right from the get-go when I started at Dreamworks, like I could never write a scene if I didn't have that for each character. And then that helps me kind of cue in the dialogue. So, like, when we were working on Boss Baby, we knew it was Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we were writing scenes for Boss Baby, it's like, I'm just writing You're Alec just writing Baldwin, for Alec Baldwin yeah. from 30 Rock, so I know how to make him talk. I know how to make him act. Um, yeah, and that's kind of my method. Nice. Methodology. Um, so, let's kind of talk about our main characters. So, we've got Kipo, Wolf, um, or what is it? Wolf, Wolf, Wolf of Christie the Fourth, <laughs> right? Spoilers. Wonder, wonderful Spoilers. name. Oh, Spoilers, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, then we've got uh, Benson and then Dave. So can you yeah. tell us a little bit about each character? Yeah. So Wolf, for me, in my mind, was like Mad Max. She was a hardened surface survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had gotten by by like planning things out. Not as much grunting. No. <laughs> <laughs> More talkative. Yeah. Um, but kind of like survived on her own. And I liked – I also like to throw characters together. Like how are they going to play off each other nicely? Like um, and I, and if you have a a super positive, yeah, you have like super bubbly, and then like you need of, something, yeah, it's like the odd to couple. even her out, yeah, yeah, because the, the, they're gonna have fun playing off of each other, and if they're gonna become almost like sisters, you need them to start at odds, mm-hmm. and you want to watch that growth and watch them come together. Um, and I also liked this idea of like, what does each character do for your main character? So like, Kipo's showing up to the surface, she. Another thing I wanted to think about, too, is I didn't want to do any exposition. Like, I hated the idea of having to start explaining, like, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So, in my mind, if you took a character who grew up in a life kind of like ours and threw her in this world, she's finding it out. So, so the audience is finding it out with her. 
So. I, I did like that you guys touched on that because like we have uh, spoilers. It's kind of post. It's like a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, so we have Kipa who lives underground. Yeah, and then she's kind of forced out. Yeah. into this new world. Um, where there's like rave bees, yeah. and giant bunnies, and... <laughs> and she's seeing it for the yeah. first time. Um, because like in the underground city, in in our minds, it was like our life. Yeah, it, it seemed very much like how we are now. It's yeah. like they've got you know, they got school, they got school, they yeah. got astronomy. They she knows what uh, there was something that she knew. Anyway, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like there's stuff that she knows there that nobody from the upside yeah. knows. The upside. That's a that's yeah. a. Oh, that's another good good uh, way to call the surface. <laughs> um, so I, I liked being I'll able take to a throw credit for throw that. her in the world, and she's kind of like the audience's yeah. uh, touch point. Mm-hmm. So she's asking about stuff. She doesn't know what stuff is, and then then you don't have to do a big narration or a big scrolling two hundred years in the future, you know. Um, and then. Wolf kind of teaches Kipo like the pragmatic side of survival and planning and the serious sides. And then Benson comes along. He's also survived on the on the surface, but mm-hmm. he never plans anything. It's just like quick, act on your toes, like like what's the th- you know, the quick response and the quick uh way to get out of things. And also his attitude for me was, well, every day might be your last, so why not have some fun? Yeah, he was <laughs> He seemed very carefree. Like, he shouldn't be alive in the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Like, he shouldn't be alive in the upside. Yeah. You know, so it, it – but I love that character because it's yeah. just like, he doesn't seem like it. He's definitely a survivor. Yeah. He's what he's doing. Yeah. So I, I like this idea of, like, what are different ways you might survive? And that would definitely be one is is the – and it, it's funny because Bill, the um, uh, the co-EP with me, or a fellow EP, um, he – always would say like i was benson <laughs> kind of the carefree because like i just kind of always come to work with a smile on my face like like working on the show every day to me was like christmas morning so i just had a big grin and i'm always in kind of a good <laughs> lots of fizzy sodas yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um but if if kipo was kind of kind of become a good like a leader type of a thing um i thought well, from Wolf, she's learning the pragmatic side, the plan side. From Benson, she's learning. Well, what if your plan goes awry? You got to think on your toes, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and maybe sometimes you shouldn't take things too seriously. Um, you do a whole episode. Well, not a whole episode, like a good a good chunk of an episode in uh, Ratland. Which, oh yeah. By the way, fantastic. Thank you. Because as an annual pass holder, <laughs> I will say that's one hundred percent accurate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. And then even characters like uh, the Jamak character, which mm-hmm. you guys haven't seen yet, but we'll find out. Um, I, I also wanted to see like the gray area, like if someone's not necessarily a good guy or a bad guy, but can also teach Kipo. Like yeah. sometimes not everything's black and white. <laughs> so I I tried to think of each character around her, like what is how are they teaching her and what is she learning from them. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Dave. Yes, Dave. Who you do something with Dave? That we're not going to spoil because the first because we meet Dave and Benson in is it episode three episode two episode two yeah so in our minds episode one and two were like one one long big episode yeah we're okay. one big episode so gotcha. we we meet Wolf 
in the first half, which is episode one, and then we meet Dave and Benson in the second half, which is episode two. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and you do something special with Dave that I yeah. thought was hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad you like that. Like each each time that it happened, I was yeah. just like, "That's good. That's yeah. good." <laughs> and sometimes, like very like, there'll, there'll be portions where it's you know long. Yeah. And then there'll be the other times where it's just like boom, boom. Yeah. Like, oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a good time with that. <laughs> um, so we, I mean, we can kind of talk about the cast because the cast has been yeah, it's told. Announced. So we've got uh, uh, Karen uh, Fukuhara as Kipo. Yeah. Um, Sydney, is it Michaela? Yes. As Wolf, uh, Dion Cole as Dave, and mm-hmm. uh, Koi Stewart as Benson. Yeah. Um, did you have uh, any, you know, any say in like casting or anything? Oh, of like course. That? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting working at DreamWorks, like, it, they really kind of hand you the keys to the castle and let you do whatever you want to do. And and I was kind of shocked because I came from feature where it's a lot um, more heavy-handed. It's, the budgets are so high yeah. that there's so many people involved and so many layers of notes. And then to come to television and working with Peter Gal and the, and the, the TV department, they were really like, well, what do you want to do? And then it, it was um, a pleasure to work with them. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we – the funniest one, I think, was finding Koi for, for Benson because we kept getting adults putting on a kid's voice. Yeah. And it was – It didn't work. It did like, not work. I, I was like, what? Why did, Why are you even giving us adult voices? <laughs> like we need a kid. And then we had gone through so many and it was like – it was getting to the point where like we have to cast somebody. And we were in the casting office and, and someone goes, well, this – this person just sent in a, a test. I actually don't know what it sounds like. Let's just play it. And they played it, and it was Koi. And me and Bill both were like, oh, that's it. That is that is Benson. And it was funny because we had already designed the character. But when we showed up to the record, it was like I drew him. He had the same like this hat, is- and he hadn't seen the artwork. Like He just looks like Benson. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, um, let's see. Uh, there are a lot of plot points that mirror, you know, real world issues and events in the show. Um, is that something you set out to tell or something that like evolved through development? Um, wait, repeat that question for me. One yeah. Um, so, uh, like with the plot points that mirror, you know, real world issues and events, uh, is that something you guys set out to tell or is that something that just yeah. kind of you know evolved that through? Is, that is definitely something that came from Bill. So so Bill Wolkoff, um, the, my fellow EP and and writer, um, was amazing to work with. So one of the first things, and and I was kind of excited that the first things he was like, because he had a kid and I had a kid too, and he he was like, our kids are dealing with some crazy stuff right now in the world, and. I want to treat this show like a parallel. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Kipo was able to get through all this crazy stuff, so can you. And so right from the get-go, he, he wanted to use the the TV show to really give, like, strong messaging and positive um, role modeling and messaging yeah. for, for the youth of today. <laughs> uh, and I thought that was awesome. I thought that was so cool. Um, it, what about so? I mean, the fo- the show also focuses a lot on like family and you know friendship. Like, how important was that that you wanted to convey in the in the show? Yeah, was I that mean, something that you in, again in you know? my mind from the get go, it was always a uh, family dynamic, like characters coming together to become a family. Like that was the core of the show, and how do we watch that happen in an interesting way? Um, 
and then each of the uh, I don't want to spoil things with Benson, but in my mind that was important to his character and and that story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were certain things about the personalities and the and the overcoming certain odds for each of the characters that was probably the focal point of the, of making the show. That's okay. like that's what it was all about. Nice. So so who's your favorite character? Oh God. Yeah. Uh, now, now we're gonna put you on the spot, and then I'm gonna have to go with Wolf. With Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Ke- I mean, Kipo's obviously gonna be my favorite because she's the star. <laughs> but but Wolf has just got such a cool story. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, we get her story, you know, later on in the first season. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it it's uh, rough. <laughs> uh, so what are you hoping people take away from this first season uh ooh. well i hope they have a good time i hope they enjoy watching it um i hope i hope there's some level of looking at the world today and how scary it is and going no matter what you should still keep the optimism yeah. <laughs> um that's that would be the main thing i hope they take away from it nice um, so, uh, what are you personally looking forward to, like, for the future of Kipo? Oh, Kipo um, and the Age of Wonder Beasts. <laughs> see, we said it right this time. Well, for it to air. <laughs> uh, and for people to well, see it. barring something crazy, I think you're okay there. Uh, I'm excited for people to hear all the music, because we do, we have some great music, um, and meet all the characters, um, and then I, I can't really spoil what happens after this season so i mean you can you can you tell yeah. me it's just me and you it's well once the mic's off me and stuff yeah <laughs> this is, this is us. um so uh, so Rad, where can everybody find you like social media wise to you know kind of keep track yeah uh well my name is radford but rad for short i so, like rad yeah it's because just like you know a pharmacy it's rad yeah so <laughs> nice by the way yeah <laughs> i was like the oh, art team yes. threw that in little hint there <laughs> uh little cookies um, snuck in. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Rad Seacrest, and Instagram, Rad Seacrest as well. Nice, and we'll put those links in the show notes. Uh, we'll also put uh, the social media stuff for Kipo and the link to Netflix so you can watch it. Um, Kipo in the Age of Wonder Beast premieres on Netflix January 14th. Um, like I said, we'll put those links in for you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast, on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Uh, all episodes available, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, all the fun places, and on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Bradford, thank you so much for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, so for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Bradford. Bye, everybody. <laughs>